When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thrilled to be here with you this evening. Um, It is the night that Aaron Judge returns. So uh, right now you've got the Yankees who are in Baltimore, hun. I lived in Baltimore for four years. Everybody calls each other hun there, just so you know. Um... And uh, and so there is a rain delay right now. So they're in the top of the first, and they're in a rain delay. So 0-0, no score. But the Yankees' uh, three-game series kicks off tonight. A lot of excitement with Aaron Judge back in action off IL. He was on the IL, as we know, since June 3rd. This is a team that is 19-23 without him, 30-19 uh, and 19 with. Uh, 291, that was his batting average before he went on the IL. 19 home runs, 40 RBIs. So there is that excitement there that not only is Aaron Judge uh, playing tonight, he's in the two-hole, by the way. So he's uh, he's batting right after Torres. Uh, then you've got Rizzo and Stanton, DJ McKinney, uh, just to name, just to, to kind of give you an idea of what that lineup is going to be looking like for Grayson Rodriguez who, by the way, is 9-11 ERA, 9-11 ERA at home. Uh, on the season, he's 2-2 two and two with a 6-9-1 ERA, but obviously uh, no bueno, not good at home. But still, this is a Baltimore Orioles team. They're number one in the American League East. 62-40 and 40 record behind them is the Rays, right on their coattails. I have a feeling that those two teams will be, um, you know, uh, topsy-turvy going back and forth the remainder of the season. Then Toronto, the Red Sox, and the Yankees. Yankees eight game back, eight games back to the Orioles, but two and a half games out of the wild card. But an exciting night tonight for uh, for for Yankees fans, considering that Aaron Judge is back. Is it exciting for you? Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Played golf this 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 afternoon, this morning, this afternoon with a few Yankee fans that are just like, I'm done. I'm done. You know, and, and, and I, I find it interesting, and this is the conversation I want to have right now. So I said, what do you mean you're done? Aaron Judge is back. You don't want to race home tonight and watch the Yankees with Aaron Judge back? I mean, there were 30 and 19 with him in the lineup. In fact, I mean, marinating this for a minute, this is a really, really phenomenal stat, and that is that the Yankees scored two more runs with Aaron Judge in the lineup. Just imagine the power one man has. I mean, that's a lot, okay? That when you're in the lineup, your team scores two more runs per game. It's pretty significant. And the response I got with the dudes that I played golf with today was, nope, mediocrity is not for me. This is a Yankees team that's like, ah, we're okay. Hey, listen, we're only two and a half games out of the wild card. We're fine. 
pitching rotations getting healthier. We get Aaron Judge back. We'll, we'll still make it to the postseason. We'll get it as a wild card. Not for I, I was told not for me. And I get it. Yankees organization has been a class act. Right? For quite a while now. It's not about, you know, you're a Yankees fan. You follow this Yankees team. The amount of money that they spend on this roster, this lineup, this rotation. Is it, is it suffice to just be okay with this team getting as a wild card? Surprising to me. 800-919-3776. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'd like to hear from Yankee fans. Again, uh, it's a rain delay right now. I'll let you know when, when they do start up again. But curious, you know, um, how optimistic are you now that, you know, the second part of the season has begun? And, and I want to pull up the schedule, by the way, because, um, and, and I do want to talk about what's going on with the Angels and, uh, and Otani and the fact that, you know, now he is off the trading block. Uh, which I think is a huge mistake for for the Angels. But we'll, we'll get into that at some point in time in the show. Um, but just looking at the schedule right now, so again, Yankees three-game series in Baltimore, which typically in years past has been a walk in the park. Uh, I do like the Yankees, by the way, tonight. You can get them on the money line at minus 130 because it's not just that Aaron Judge is back in this lineup, but it's also that Garrett Cole is pitching for them tonight. He's 9-2 with a 2-7-8 ERA. Uh, Aaron Judge, in his uh, um, tenure, <laughs> in his experience, uh, in his matchups against the Orioles, he has dominated. So, by the way, you can wager that Aaron Judge is going to hit a home run tonight at plus 235. So what does that mean? It means for every $100 down uh, that, you, that you put down, you win $235 back if Aaron Judge hits a home run tonight. Again, like I said, we've got Julian Chantel who are producing the show. Guys, any interest in that? Should I throw, should, like, just, just for poops and giggles for us here, right? Hopefully the rain stops. I, I want to say what this game is expected to start up again around 8:20. I think that they're aiming for the game to start up again, which really is the start of the game because they really didn't get much done. So um, we're going to be on the airwaves until 10 o'clock. So just for poops and giggles, want me to throw? I'll throw like $50 on that, and we can have some fun watching this to see if Aaron Judge does hit a home run for us tonight. Yeah, I'd say so. You're willing to? That sounds like a good show. Chantel, you, you are you are you on board? Are, are we uh, should we should we put some coin on Aaron Judge hitting home run tonight at plus two thirty five? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it, right? What do we? Yep. I, I mean, what do we have to? What do we have to lose? Just a little only money. fifty dollars. Only fifty dollars. <laughs> so, um, so there. So there's that. Uh, I, I would imagine that Yankee fans out there have to be excited with the return of, of Aaron Judge. Again, pretty surprising to me that I was playing with Yankee fans that aren't tuning in tonight. Pretty, pretty, pretty discouraged, pretty uh, disgusted, I should say, uh, with the state of affairs with the Yankees. Maybe they just don't have a lot of hope uh, that, that Aaron Judge could be the savior here. Um, maybe they're just a little spoiled. Dare I say it? Dare I say that Yankee fans are a little spoiled, right? That, you know, it's, 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 it's not good enough just to get into the, the postseason as a wild card. Uh, this is this is an organization that needs to thrive um, and and try to do better, and that is win the American League East. 
but I think that's that's uh, they're they're eight games back. I think that's a, a tall task considering how well the uh, the Orioles and the Rays have been playing uh, this season. But on the opposite side of town, it could be worse, Yankee fans. Right? It could be worse because what's going on with the Mets? It, it's it's time to sell off. It's time and. and I said this, if you listen to my show on the weekends, I said this, like, I commend Cohen for coming out and saying, listen, I'm going to give these guys an opportunity. Let's see what happens in the next few weeks as we get closer to the trade deadline, which, of course, will be here on Tuesday. And let's see what these dudes can do. If, they, if, if we get a sense that they're able to turn it around and win some ball games and make something happen, you know, then we'll make a decision. David Robertson traded to the Marlins for two minors, uh, young, both of them teenagers, by the way, Marco Vargas, an infielder, and uh, and Hernandez, a catcher. But this is a Mets team, as we know, $380 million, $100 million in luxury tax. You know, ownership put their best foot forward, thought that they were putting together um, a solid product that was going to potentially make some noise and make it to the postseason this year, and of, and of course, not the case. As we know, the Mets, they're 17 games back to Atlanta. They're seven games back in the wild card. And, uh, and Cohen came out and said, if, if, if we don't see a change, then we're, we're, we're going we're to sell off this season. Verlander very, very well could be the next shoe that drops. There's reports out there, the Rangers, the Astros, maybe the Reds. He does have a no-trade clause. I would imagine that he wants to be traded to a team that's actually going to compete and possibly make it into the postseason, especially at his age. He doesn't know how much longer I would imagine that he has to play in Major League Baseball. I'm sure he wants to play for a contender, a team that's going to play in the postseason. So um, I wouldn't mind playing for the Reds right now. What an exciting team that is, Cincinnati. Especially uh, the, the last since, since the... Um, since the All-Star break. Um, but again, I mean, Yankee fans, it could be worse. It could be worse. Uh, you've got, you've got the, uh, the Mets going up against the Nationals tonight, by the way. Max Scherzer is on the bump for them. He's 8-4 with a 4-2-0 ERA going up against Gore. We'll see what happens there. Is Scherzer uh, another Mets player that more than likely uh, many are anticipating to get traded by the trade deadline? Possibly, fam. Um, you know, this is a team, this is a Mets team. Now I, I think the writing is on the wall and they're looking ahead to 2023 and they need to recoup and, and do what they can to better their minor league system with the players that they have on their roster right now and those that they could trade and those that teams would want. And so this is a Mets organization and a Mets team that's looking forward to 2023, at least Yankee fans. And this is what I said to the dudes I was playing golf with today. At least the Yankees are still in the thick of it. You're, you're, <laughs> if anything, I, I think we're going to see Brian Cashman try to make some deals as we get closer to Tuesday. That's going to bolster this lineup. That's going to bolster, uh, you know, uh, the outfield. Um, help them in the bullpen. So again, um, <laughs> Uh, the, the grass is is not always greener, and sometimes it is on the opposite side. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you in for Dan Grassa tonight. Uh, we're going to hear from Rich Samini. Obviously, some big news surrounding the Jets and the potential of Dalvin Cook now becoming 
um, another superstar on that Jets roster. So uh, we'll hear from Rich Samini tonight. In this hour, uh, he'll probably join us, I want to say, in the next 15 minutes. Excited to get him on. Also, you've got the Giants. They've got an evening practice. So Jordan Renan is going to join us after that at 8.30. little update, what's going on with the Giants. And, um, and we'll take your calls, 800-919-3776. Uh, NFL camps open. Can you believe it? Somebody pinched me. Uh, the, uh, the regular season is going to be here before we know it. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of football talk tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso show on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, uh, optimistic. Odds are pretty high that he signs with the team. Team is building something special. He wants to be around some folks who love on Dalvin Cook. So, again, we're going to hear from Rich Samini about 15 minutes. But we've got some calls. Folks want to chime in, talk some Major League Baseball. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, welcome in. Hey, Anita, thank you so much for taking the call. You don't let Dalvin leave the building. Do not. Okay, and then as far as the Mets, could they wait to the deadline? I mean, they, they win four games against the Nats, and then my hopes go up. And then I remind myself that our closers in Miami, you know, with uh, who's probably going to pass us up. So, I mean, why are they doing that? I don't get that. Then, look, it reminded me of the Toppin uh, move, just exactly like that. You're going to trade Toppin and then trade him to Indiana for two second-round picks. It's the same thing. Wait, I, it made sense to you? I understand we're not going anywhere, but what was the rush? Kick this. Well, those two guys are like superstars. They're not like the, the the Torres and the Frazier of the group. These guys are like four years away. Why are you making the move now? Dad, you explain that to me. Um, it's above it's above my pay grade, Artie. Okay. <laughs> um, Thanks, Anita. I love but, you. But 
um, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, listen, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, and, and I appreciate the phone call already. I, I don't, I don't know a lot. Obviously, I don't know a lot about these minor league. I, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, they have more intel and more information, and, uh, and, and feel that these two young prospects potentially uh, could could pan out to to being something special for the Mets. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, listen, uh, there are other trades that are happening. Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly going to the Dodgers. Uh, Astros improve their uh, their bullpen with Graveman. So it's not just the Mets that are making moves prior to Tuesday. There are a number of teams that are making moves prior to Tuesday. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Brian. Brian, welcome in. How's it going, Anita? Happy Friday. Thank you. Um, we were saying about all your, your guys today golfing about, you know, we don't take mediocrity. I kind of agree with those guys, and uh, I'm not being that Yankee fan. But when you have a GM that says, you know, six, seven years ago that we're building for championships with more than one championship and you haven't delivered in over a decade, uh, that gets a little frustrating. And you said you wanted to build through the farm system. How's that working out? You know, all so, the so farmers me- kind of dismantled so let me ask you, Brian, are you watching, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, like, the most excited, I guess, two-part question. Number one, are you watching the game tonight? Number two, how excited are you that Aaron Judge is back? Uh, two, if I ever got out of, one, if I ever get out of this traffic, I hope to watch the game. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm planning on watching the game. And uh, I'm pumped that Judge is back. But how long is he going to be back, if I'm being realistic? Um, but, you know, we were talking two or three weeks ago, I talked with Bart Scott that, this toe, it can be an issue because he went through mm-hmm. it. He went through a similar injury. And if things don't improve dramatically for the Yankees, and I know they're going to fight for that wild card spot, things don't improve dramatically. Is he going to risk it, having to get surgery, and then be out for a bunch of months? I know I'm, I'm talking in the future, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this series and they can get something going. But like I said, mediocrity I'm, I'm not with it i'm a yankee fan i'm not with many mediocrity that's happening right now and yeah uh, listen brian you should have you you you, you I think i appreciate the phone call you should have been a part of our our, our foursome today you would have fit right in brian you would have fit right in so again like i said i want to take a look at the uh the yankee schedule so again three game series against baltimore right uh pitching matchup obviously favors the yankees tonight with garrett cole over Grayson Rodriguez, who, again, is sporting a 9.11 ERA at home. Then they're home against the Rays. Four-game series home against the Astros. Then they hit the road. Uh, They're at Chicago against the White Sox, in Miami against the Marlins, and then at the three-game series against Atlanta. And then Boston. Boston has been good as of late. Don't sleep on Boston right now. Then Washington should be a walk in the park at home. And then um, and then they hit the road again in Tampa, Detroit, Houston. Um it's 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 not a very uh it's not an easy schedule. Uh, they they've they've got some 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 really good opponents. That's for sure. And some teams that more than likely are going to be more buyers than sellers as we get closer to the trade deadline. Let's go to Sam calling in from San Antonio. Sam, welcome in. Good evening. 
Good evening, Anita. Thank you for taking the call. And uh, as I told Chantal, good luck on your bet. I hope Judge hits a home run for you guys last yeah. night. But, uh, <laughs> tonight, I mean. But before I get into my uh, my Mets rant over here, I just want to ask, how are you guys over there? I'm originally from Jersey City, so just to let you know. How are you guys doing over there in this 99-degree weather while I'm sweltering over here in about 115? You guys all right? You going to make it there? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad. <laughs> it wasn't as... It wasn't as bad as I I thought uh, that it would be today, and I was and I was kind of teetering on possibly not playing because I've been a little bit under the weather. So I was like, I really uh, haven't well, been I hope feeling you feel well. Better. I hope you feel better. No, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. God bless the Z Pack. Um, I'm fine. I feel better. And um, but good, I was good. I was I was questioning whether or not like if it would be a good idea that I play in this heat. But it, it, seriously, it was it was not as bad. So, but thank well, you, you thank you for your concern, you Sam. You're welcome. Well, what you, what everyone over there in the Northeast should do is come hang out in San Antonio for like a day and a half, and then mm-hmm. go back, and it'll feel like an air conditioner. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, you know, kind of to piggyback off of what Artie said uh, about what's the rush. Now, I have a little bit of a different take on it. Number one, you're trading one of the most coveted positions in, in the league right now, especially in the second half of a top-end closer. And Robertson has been doing his thing this year so far. So he's he was going to be, what, one of two uh, haters, the other name that I heard that's out there. But that's not even a guarantee that the Milwaukee is going to get rid of him. So you had one closer that everybody's going to covet. Uh, that being said, with four or five days left, you don't know which other team in the National League you could have an injury of your closer or, you know, without it all being such a cluster. You never know what other team can go on a run over these next couple of days and think that they can make it and then make a better offer. Not only did they get – they got the Marlins, I think, like 17th, 18th prospect in their team, not even all of baseball. On, in their organization, we're talking about young kids that may never even see the majors. You had this one bargaining chip of Robertson, who's probably your biggest trade bait to get something back, and this is what you get for him. And going back a couple of weeks ago, I'm on record with Larry Hardesty, Alan Hahn, that what I wanted them to do was just stand pat because Epler, to me, is so incompetent. Darren Ruff is all I need to say, and he's proved it again with this deal. This is such a horrible deal. You could have had, did they even have any other offers coming in? Every Bart Scott says deals happen at right by the deadline. You got a couple of days left to go. Wait it out. That's my my rant, Anita. Thank you for listening. I hope you feel better. You guys have a wonderful rest of your evening and yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I feel fine, by the way. Thank you, uh, David Robertson. Fourteen saves on the season. He was sporting a two oh five ERA. Again, traded to the Marlins for two minor league players. You know, obviously, we've already filled two calls with Mets fans that are like, why, who are these guys? And, and why'd you get, why did you do this deal now? Why didn't you wait? Wait it out. Get the best offer. Again, I don't know much about these minor league players. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and criticize uh, an ownership group in a front office when, you know, I don't, I don't have all the facts. It's just, it's not how I roll. Um, let, let's go to Emmanuel in New Jersey. Emmanuel, welcome in. Hey, Anita Marks, the one and only. Uh, hey. Hey, huge fan. Uh, I mainly, you know, listen to you during football season. You know, me and my good friend Mo, we we like your three picks that you uh, that you give out and your fantasy football insight. Um, so I can't wait for that. And then that's oh, me coming. too. Now, me too, Emmanuel. And now, we're really we're really excited. So a New York game day comes back every Sunday morning. For so as you know, from seven to eight a.m fantasy forecast 
And then um, from 8 to 11, it's Amani Toomer this season with me uh, and, um, and of course, um, uh, why, am I, why am I drawing a blank, guys? Um, I'm sorry? Mike Tannenbaum, thank you. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I just drew a blank. Let's not let Mike know that. Yeah. So because Mike Tannenbaum. Don't let Mike know. I forgot his name. Mike Tannenbaum and uh, Amani Toomer and I. Yes. So we'll be hosting from eight to eleven a.m. every Sunday morning. So really excited. I used to work with Amani prior to me joining uh, ESPN. I used to work at NBC. So uh, and I used to work at NBC with Amani. So I'm excited to uh, join forces with Amani again. Really excited for him to be a part of our our broadcast on Sunday morning. So thank you, Emmanuel. Yeah, that's awesome. We're looking forward to it. Uh, we just got back from training camp as well. Uh, you know, it went pretty well. I'm excited about the Giants season. But anyway, just want to talk a little bit about Aaron Judge and New York Yankees. You know, we're so – us Yankee fans, we're just happy to have 99 back. Uh, it's back on the field. It's literally like having your best player. Um, you know, it's a, it's a team sport at the end of the day, right? You know, you miss your best player, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, your quarterback, your whatever it might be. Uh, he's the guy. He's the main guy. And so his presence alone um, was missed. Uh, I think, you know, in the dugout, on the field, you know, it's just contagious. So I, I think the team will feed off of it. And, um, you know, I, I think they can turn this season around, believe it or not. I know it doesn't look that way. It doesn't seem that way. But, hey, uh, they'll be right in the mix for a potential playoff push, you know. At the end of the day, it's New York Yankees. And, uh, you know, let's, let's ride with them. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel, I, I hear you. Um, but again, and appreciate the phone call. There are Yankee fans out there, ones that I played golf with today and ones that have already called in the show that are just like uh, thrilled that Aaron Judge is back, but uh, not thrilled with the way that this season has uh, has materialized. That's for sure. So um, first pitch for the Yankees and Orioles is well actually i, I want to say that maybe there was one pitch i don't know it said rain delay uh but they're supposed to get back in action by 805 p.m eastern time 805 p.m eastern time uh garrett cole in action against the orioles and um and rodriguez and of course aaron judge where me and julian and Chantel have put 50 dollars down on aaron judge hitting a home run tonight his debut coming off of il that he was on since June 3rd, and you could get that at plus 235. So we are riding that all show long. <laughs> the Mets and the Nationals in action uh, in Queens, uh, 0-0, top of the second. Max Scherzer pitching for the Mets tonight. Uh, quick break, we come back. Rich Samini is going to join us on the program. A lot of exciting news pertaining to the Jets. Uh, you've got Dalvin Cook, who is in town. Spent the day on a boat uh, out there in Long Island, but, uh, but is expected to, uh, to, to make his way to the facility for a physical. So we'll get the latest from Rich Samini. Uh, Jets fans, how excited are you about the potential of Dalvin Cook joining this roster and that backfield to help this offense be even more explosive than what we're anticipating? 800-919-3776. We'll get all the deets. From Rich Cimini, next, here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show.
on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Please tune in wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Rich, a very exciting season that has begun for you, no less, right? Yeah, it's been uh, an exciting few days, too. Uh, A lot of news around the Jets, and I have a feeling it's not going to subside as we go through the season. All right, well, let's start first and foremost. I know everybody wants to hear the latest with Dalvin Cook. But first and foremost, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, right? And and him renegotiating and redoing his deal with the Jets. Obviously, that, that had to happen first and foremost. Kind of break that down for us. Explain the money and and explain the motivational factors there as well, please. Yeah. So this is a little complicated. I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. So right before he got traded in April, he redid his contract with the Packers and essentially was doing the Packers a favor and also the Jets a favor at that particular time, because they took that $58 million option bonus, which is guaranteed. And they pushed, which is due like this year, they pushed it to next year. And so for three months, Aaron Rodgers was on the Jets' books making the veterans minimum. He was making about $1.2 million. He obviously was not going to play football this year for that amount. And he said it right from the beginning at his first press conference that they were going to re- redo his deal again. And so it took a while, and but it's been fairly much in place for the last few weeks. And so what they did was they moved 
some of that money back into this year, but not nearly all of it. I mean, in the end, he ends up taking about $35 million and basically leaving it on the table. You know, $35 million in guarantees over the next two years, he will not get. Uh, he's going to make $75 million over the next two. It was supposed to be 110 So it's really an extraordinary uh, gesture on his part. I think it's unprecedented in team sports for an athlete to take that big of a pay cut. And it helps out the Jets. It sends a really strong message to the locker room that he wants to win a Super Bowl. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was quite stunning, to say the least. Yeah, none. it, it is. It, that is quite stunning. Um, do you think he's feeling that he can make up that money now that he's here in New York? We hear it time and time again. Athletes, you know, you come here to New York in regard to, like, the marketing money and, and, and the hoopla and, and everything that comes with being – uh, a, a professional athlete in New York over any other city in the world. Maybe he's making it up uh, with the Pat McAfee show moving to ESPN. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there you go, Rich. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers has made a fortune over his career. I mean, I don't have the number at my fingertips, but I venture to say it's probably over, you know, over two to $300 million. So, um, some people say, "Wow, what's you know?" So he doesn't really need the money, but still, it's a, it's a significant amount of money. $35 yeah, thirty-five million dollars is yeah. For, I mean, that's life-changing for us, Joe. You know, Joe Schmoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, like I think the uh, Tampa Bay Rays uh, entire roster is, is thirty-five million dollars, right? Um, but no, it's uh, it was a cool gesture on his part. I know it definitely resonated in the locker room just from talking to players and. And the Jets were really, uh, really touched by that. And I think they want him to – I think he told, probably told him, look, I'm going to give you back this money, but you got to go out and get some players. And so I think that's right. what they're going to try to do. Okay, so so that – obviously, that first and foremost, that had to happen. So now Dalvin Cook allegedly is here in New York. From what I understand and reading your column, again, check out Rich Cimini on ESPN.com. Go to the NFL Jet site. He's in Long Island, I'm sure – um, enjoying this this lovely, although I played golf today, hot but lovely weather, and uh, and he's supposed to show up to uh, the Jets on Sunday. It's their green and white scrimmage, and based on what we heard him say on the NFL Network, uh, their morning show, and what's out there on social media, everything sounds pretty positive that he is going to be a Jet come Monday morning, if not Sunday afternoon. What say you? Yeah, I mean, he is uh, was going to spend the day, from what I was told uh, today, boating somewhere on the waters of Long Island, uh, you know, enjoying uh, some some Long Island leisure activity, and then uh, will make his way uh, into Jersey, and uh, he's going to have to take a physical. Obviously, that's an important component to this because he had he had that shoulder surgery in in February, so they want to check that out, and I think he wouldn't have made this trip unless the two sides were somewhere in the same ballpark financially and there are other interested teams i think the dolphins and patriots are interested i you know from uh, what jeremy fowler reported yesterday that the patriots are trying to arrange a visit but i i think clearly the jets are the number one team right now and i think he's got a number in mind dalvin cook and if the jets can can meet it or approach it uh, i think there's a good chance that gets done but you know these things, Anita, you just never know. I mean, we all thought the Odell Beckham deal was done. I thought Calais Campbell was going to get done. 
and at the last second, you know, another team swoops in. So you just never know until there's a deal. But I think things are looking pretty positive right now for the Jets and Dalvin Cook. Again, Rich Tamini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm sure that's music to the ears of a lot of Jets fans. Excited about that because um, even though I, I know we've had you on several times before and there was a lot of optimism around Brees Hall and everything that we're hearing from Robert Saul and the organization is that he's looked good. I want to say, again, I read on your column, he's, uh, I guess they've clocked him at 23 miles an hour. Wow. Uh, that's really, My scooter doesn't even go 23 miles an hour. But nonetheless, what can you fill us in uh, in regard to the status of, of Brees Hall and what the expectations are for him at the start of the season? Yeah, I, I don't think this interest in Cook has anything to do with Brees Hall because Brees Hall, from all indications, is doing really well. He's running full speed. I think there's, there's not many players in the league who can run 23 miles an hour, and he's doing it coming off an ACL. However, you know, talking to experts in the field, uh, full speed, straight-ahead speed is the first thing that comes back. What's, what's going to be the key is acceleration. That's often the last thing to come back. You know, how, how quickly can he run from zero to ten yards uh, when there's a couple of angry linebackers chasing after him? So the acceleration is something that's the last thing to come back. Of course, the cutting hard on that knee is something that he really hasn't done yet in, in contact drills. So bottom line is, I do think Brees Hall will be playing in week one, but the Jets are going to be smart about it. They don't want to overwork him, and they're going to bring him along slowly. So you need another really good running back to you know pick up some of that workload. And I just don't think they have the confidence in Michael Carter and Bam Knight or the rookie, uh, Izzy Abanaconda. So that's why they're really interested in, in uh, Dalvin Cook. They have a really tough schedule early in the year, and it's going to be a grind, and they want to be able to hit the ground running with a guy who's got four straight 1,000-yard years. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. You look at this roster, and it's, it's, it's definitely star-studded. Uh, there's, there's no denying that. Um, and, and again, you've been on my program time and time again, and we're kind of on the same page here in regard to, I'm just worried about the offensive line. I filled in for Alan Hahn two weeks ago and spent some time with Bart Scott. Bart Scott's not worried. PFF pro football focus actually has the jets offensive line ranked 23rd in the NFL where they have the giants ranked 29th, which is really surprising to me because I think, you know, when you've got your book in tackles, which the Giants do have, young, healthy, ready to go, and you're looking at the Jets and their book and tackles are not. Um, to me, that's a yeah. huge red flag. So, you know, I, I understand we're sitting here, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers redoing his deal, giving back $35 million, excited about Dalvin Cook, but for me, man, I'd rather see the Jets. If I'm a Jets fan, I'd rather see the Jets spend that money on offensive linemen. But um, as, uh, as um, many, many analysts say, uh, you just can't walk into a target and purchase an offensive lineman. So with that being said, what is the latest with Becton? What's the latest with Brown? And uh, your thoughts on the offensive line, albeit, you know, the, 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 uh, the training camp obviously is, is, is just fresh and young and has just started. Uh, but where does that all stand with you right now, Rich? Yeah, I think the offensive line is a major question. And I think right now uh, they're going to open the season with the same five guys that they had last year. When you know last year the line, you know, kind of sputtered towards the end of the year, and they did have a lot of injuries. But I think from left to right, I think Dwayne Brown will be the left tackle. I think Tomlinson's back at left guard. He did not have a great year last year, 
Connor McGovern, I think, will end up being the starting center again. Clearly, they wanted to replace him in the offseason by drafting Joe Tippett in the second round. I don't think Tippett's ready. Right guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, he's fine. He's coming back from his injury, but he's fine. And the right tackle, I think, is going to be Max Mitchell, who was starting uh, a handful of games last year before he went out. So right now, it's the same five. And so can they be the same five guys be better than they were last year? I think the Jets are hoping that the new line coach, Keith Carter, has something to do with that. They're hoping that the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, has something to do with that. I'd be a little concerned. I mean, especially, and you asked about Becton. Makai Becton is, you know, he looks great. You know, he lost 50-something pounds. He's in fantastic shape. That's not the problem, but he's got a twice-repaired right knee, and the knee is barking a little bit right now. So he's day-to-day. He hasn't practiced in a couple of days, and I think he is going to be their backup left tackle as I see it right now. And um, so, yeah, there's some, uh, you know, Dwayne Brown still not practicing. I think he'll be back shortly, but, you know, a lot of questions right now. Yeah, there's no denying that. And, and, and again, it, it's not like there's a fantastic tackle out there. You know, I'm, I'm sure the, the Jets are, are looking at some teams, as, as we know, as, as training camp progresses and teams have to shave rosters. There'll be some guys that will be let go, but starters, especially at the tackle position, those guys you, you, you hold on tightly to. So not sure what's going to happen yeah. there. Uh, Rich, before yeah. we let you go, uh, let's talk about Sean Payton's comments, right? He came out today. Uh, well, let me rewind. USA Today, of course, he spoke to them, said that uh, Nathaniel Hackett, worst coaching job ever, quote-unquote, ter- 20 dirty hands around what happened with Russell Wilson last season, 55 sacks. We know the story. But today came out and apologized, said that he still had his Fox hat on and, um, and needs more filter. Uh, what, what your thoughts on what Sean Payton had to say and 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 expectations for Nathaniel Hackett this season? Well, I thought it was I thought it was really a stupid comments to be quite honest. I mean, Sean Payton knew exactly what he was saying. Sean Payton's a really smart guy. He says everything he says has a purpose. He's very deliberate. He didn't make off-the-cuff comments. He wanted that out there. I'm sure he was defending his quarterback, Russell Wilson. Look, I get it. He's a coach. He's going to defend his quarterback. But that doesn't mean you have to take down another person. You know, did Nathaniel Hackett do a good job last year in Denver? I, obviously not. He got fired after one year, you know, even before one year. But what Peyton said was just, you know, really just below the bar of decency for what one head coach should say about another and I thought that was uncalled for. And, you know, Robert Sala, I thought, handled it pretty well. You know, he, you know, took the high road. And, they, <laughs> and of course, Peyton also attacked the Jets for, you know, all the publicity they're getting and the hard knocks and the, uh, the way they're putting together their team. And I thought Sala had a good comment on that, basically saying that we must be doing something right if you're talking about us and we don't even play them until week five. So um it'll be a real it'll add some spice to that matchup in denver that's for sure what is that early october i think they play so that'll be a, a really good matchup with hackett going back there and uh, i just thought those comments were, were just really uncalled for and really low class by by sean payton yeah um and and, and again walking it back today and and, and apologizing he said he was going to make a call to robert sala as well and, and nathaniel hackett and apologize to them personally so uh, so there there is that uh, rich so appreciate your time um i'm sure jets fans are going to be uh, waiting 
um, and um, anxiously waiting, and I'm sure all over social media to hear whatever news. If and when this does happen, do you not anticipate to hear anything until Sunday, right? Because uh, the Jets, uh, they have uh, the two days off, right? They have a two-day break. So really, Jets fans probably yeah, they're, more they're than likely won't hear anything until Sunday? Well, the players are off, but the front office people are not. So you never know. I mean, something could happen. But I, I think Sunday is going to be the day. I think Dalvin Cook is going to be out there at the scrimmage. There's going to be a full house of fans. I think there's going to be an electric atmosphere. And uh, I think if the fans see him, they'll start chanting his name. So it should make for quite a scene on Sunday. I think Sunday is the, uh, the day to watch out for. Fantastic. Uh, Rich, again, if you could let folks know, they, they definitely need to hear your podcast throughout the training camp as they get ready for the season. Let the folks know all the ways that they can access it. Yeah, you can get Flight Deck on, of course, the ESPN app, and then Spotify, you know, Google Play, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Fantastic. Uh, Rich, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, Anita. Talk to you soon. You got it. Rich Samini joining us here, right? 98.7 ESPN.